from certain managers who are having a hard time going to the next job title. And they'll use the, the term, I don't sell up well. Have you guys ever heard that? You ever heard anyone mention that? Maybe you've said it. Uh, this place is political. Um, Todd over there knows how to sell up. And we got to get over that. That's a really low grade way of looking at uh, large businesses or even medium sized businesses. Have you ever felt that you were a little different? Me too. My father was an ex-Catholic priest who had a PhD in theology, spoke multiple languages, and read a book a day. My mom was a hardworking, oldest of nine with a master's in English and an ex-Catholic nun. My brother went to the number one high school in the world, Phillips Exeter Academy, and my sister went to Harvard. Then there was me, the dyslexic middle child, super confident with a chip on my shoulder, so I got into a lot of fights. I love sports and being on a team. It took a while, but I got my degree. I knew early on that my path would be unorthodox and I needed to learn from the brilliance around me and to develop my own hard-hitting instincts. Now, after 25 years transforming Fortune 500 companies, I'm sharing how I became half monk and half hitman to help others to be balanced, high performers in business and in your life. Hello everyone, welcome to Hunter X. John Hunter here. Hope you're enjoying this new format, this new um, anti-podcast podcast, trying to give you short and sweet tidbits, unconventional morsels of uh, shit I've screwed up and maybe done okay, done pretty well. That's worked out over the last 20, 25 years uh, building high velocity sales teams and enterprise software, but also um, working in my community, working on charities, uh, working over at ASU, giving back. Um, and now is my time to try to dump everything I've gotten uh, or I've seen work or not work and try to give it to you and um, don't really want anything back except for some feedback from time to time would be helpful. Um, and we'll go from there. So in that spirit, last time we talked about the mentality of eating what you kill and really making sure we understand what that means because it's got a kind of a polarizing feel to it. It's just about commissions and um, firing people. And it can be, but that's not really my my use of it. Mine is the sense of urgency and the speed in which you need to be moving at to make it in the most competitive industry in the world, which is enterprise software. And I gave you some examples of that. It was a mentality that needed to be combined, right, in our half monk, half hitman uh, framing that goes with self-esteem. Hey, I like myself. I like myself so much that I don't really give a shit, you know, if this thing doesn't work out. I care so much. I put so much work in because I'm prideful of my work, but I don't identify with my work or with a project or with an event or with anything in our circumstantial world. Because at the heart of the heart, you look in the mirror and you go, man, I like myself. And I will be coming back to that forever. So now... Now that you have these some of these principles roaring, we can kind of go down some other aspects of, of techniques of growth and evolving when you're in a leadership role. And um, and some of these topics are sometimes misunderstood. So there'll be a bunch of them. But for this time around, I want to talk about getting your Ph.D. and that you're an idiot. 
And that was a funny uh, term that my boss once, one of my bosses, Mark Thompson, mentioned. Uh, we were in the midst of having a culture coach for multiple years, a guy named Dr. Pat Latore. We were getting 360 reviews all the time. We were in these LDP classes. And, um, and so you just imagine if you're a senior executive out there and you had somebody like Pat sitting in an ELT meeting or sitting in a boardroom and kind of giving you feedback or a grade um, after an intense session, plus going to these 360 degrees. I mean, anyone ever had a 360 degree is the most intimidating, um, humbling <laughs> experience you could have. So when I um, heard Mark describe it as getting your PhD and being an idiot, I thought that is such a funny way. Uh, that's exactly how I think most people feel coming out of those. And I'm not here to go through the pros and cons of 360s. There's a lot of material and data suggests they're not great for you because you got a lot of people that don't really know you. So you shouldn't really be taking people's feedback. They have no clue who you are. Um, you should be taking feedback from people that do know you and are giving you criticisms and ways to grow. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be curious of knowing what your style is impacting other people. And this is super important. It kind of goes back to, um, you know, half monk, half hitman as well. When we see Bond struggling to go to where his boss was saying, you know, any thug can kill. So this this requires some level of, of EQ, right? Remember, guys, EQ is maybe the most important concept you get in senior leadership roles, empathy, self-control, self-awareness. It trumps IQ. You can only go so far, especially if you're managing large organizations. And I've been challenged to manage thousands of people uh, all over the world, and there's no way you're doing it on your own. You've got to bring people with you. So I would ask you whether it be Myers-Briggs or DISC or you're going through a 360-degree review, first of all, um, just pause and don't over-rotate on every little bit of the feedback of the chart. Don't get into one of these little self-conversations of, well, my DISC scores don't make any sense. I went and asked my wife and she says, well, that's not you or somebody else. Just look for the patterns, the overall patterns of how your style is viewed by all these different styles. And keep in mind, one of the things that's missed a lot in these tools is the fact that they can give you a sense of what you're like to other people when you're under duress. And if there's one thing among this whole topic, maybe that stands out, should be how mo most of us don't really see ourselves when we're under duress. A little bit if we're high EQ when things are going great. You know, I'm sitting with Pat Latore. He's giving me feedback. I work with Jim Driver. Everyone knows Jim. Um, Jim gives me feedback. Jim's, you know, tested me more than a lab rat from DISC, Myers-Briggs, Hogan, you name it. And I'll give you a summary of my, of my, my reports. Um, but you're still you. And the more you can become self-aware of what you are like, to other people's style under duress, the better influencer you're going to be. And I hear this quite a bit from certain managers who are having a hard time going to the next job title. And they'll use the, the term, I don't sell up well. 
Have you guys ever heard that? You ever heard anyone mention that? Maybe you've said it. Uh, this place is political. Um, Todd over there knows how to sell up. And we got to get over that. That's a really low-grade way of looking at uh, large businesses or even medium-sized businesses. First, you need to see politics as not a negative term. It's a neutral term. No one goes through life alone. We need to go through life together. The difference between really real politics and influencing is watching how you say something is different of what you say. So changing what you're, you're saying totally to placate your boss just to agree with him or her is not good. It's low integrity. It's going to come back to bite you. Understanding that you're presenting to the CFO and maybe he doesn't want as many uh, chatty slides. Maybe he doesn't want you talking at a high level going on and on and on. Maybe you're a high I, D personality. They're a C, S personality. Uh, you don't need the tools to a lot of times tell you this. It's common sense. You can observe it. But it needs to go into your approach to communicating. And especially if you can see if you're under duress and the CFO's under duress, his lens is going to be heightened and you're going to look even more out of the norm to them. And then you're going to have a problem. No one ends up really listening and understanding what you're saying. And I have a real life example. I got many. Um, one example was presenting to our CEO and team because I was convinced we were going off track in the business plan. And I ate up 60 to 70% of the airtime in the meeting because, boy, my goodness, I needed to bring to the top the problems that the people were having at the bottom. And if I and I needed to do whatever I took to get them to see it my way. What Pat told me later, which was game changing for me, was uh, coming out of an ELT meeting like that. And he said, hey, how do you think you did? And guys, I was looking, you know, I looked at him and I just knew I was dead. I was, I had screwed up. I felt like I was two feet tall and I said, oh shit. And this is what makes Pat so good at what he does. And I'm so grateful that we had that type of person in the environment to be like, hey man, you ate up a lot of time. The CEO cares about you a lot, but he doesn't understand what you're talking about. He's an introvert. He's a different style. He sees the world differently, and but he cares about you. And he simply wants to know and understand what exactly you're trying to say. And I've written about this and I'll say it here now, right? The meeting, the board meeting isn't the important meeting. It's the dinner before the board meeting, right? I, could I have shared and got consensus with some of my peers on some of these topics? Can I, you know, hold my tongue while in those, you know, tough environments to make sure I'm listening to how others are viewing topics, to make sure I use up the appropriate amount of time, frame the problem correctly, address it, and have a better outcome. Didn't change, which, which by the way, we eventually did. Um, didn't change my point of view on what I was trying to say. I changed how I was saying it. And... Um, and getting your PhD and that you're an idiot is a temporary thing with high self-esteem. 
right? Going back to self-esteem, you can get a 360 degree review. You can do a survey after your all hands calls. I don't know about you guys ever do those surveys uh, after a sales kickoff. And I got 800 people say it was amazing. And 30 people think I'm an idiot. And of course you're looking at the 30. It's just the way the human mind is, is designed. But then when you're going back to your platform, your foundation of high self-esteem, um, having the monk hitman approach allows you to let it go. It allows you to then go check for some self-awareness. Boy, did I talk too much? Am I framing this right? Does the CFO understand me? Does the CMO understand me? Have I spent enough time with them? Do I have safety built not only with my direct reports, but do I have safety built with my peers? These are all things I'd like you to consider the next time you're asked to take one of these tests. Don't fight it. Don't debate it. Just open your mind for a new view, a new angle to get a sense of what you are like and how other people view you so you can up your game, influencing and achieving success. One thing that happens to people that don't, that Pat taught me was you become what they call a martyr. You end up falling on your sword for your people. And while that may feel good, you're actually not helping your people if you think about it when you do. So I know a lot of you are being asked to do all these tests and all these tools or to get feedback. Hopefully this helps you find a real applicable tactical way to not overthink it. Don't knock yourself down. Try to become self-aware. Try to improve your influencing and have the success you deserve. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks everyone. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.